Namaste, everyone. Namaste to everyone joining right now. We are definitely going to take just a few minutes to welcome everybody in. Let everyone get the notifications that we are live. And happy new moon. Happy new moon in Sagittarius. This is the last lunar cycle of 2022. Something to be excited about. And also, this is the uh, first new moon that isn't an eclipse, the first eclipse that we haven't had in a couple of moon circles. So yay for all of that energy being more forward and direct now. And also Jupiter uh, just went direct with this new moon just a few minutes after the peak of the new moon tonight. So we have a lot of exciting energy going on in the cosmos right now for this new moon and for Sagittarius season in general. So I'm not sure how many people are going to tune in live tonight. I know that this is Thanksgiving Eve in America and many families are probably getting together and that is perfectly fine. And I almost debated on canceling this moon circle. I almost thought about canceling it and spending time with my family, although tomorrow I'm completely off. I'm spending time with family but I also had this epiphany that maybe there's somebody on this transmission that I'm a bit of your family or you're seeking family in the ether, in the social world, on the internet, in the metaverse. I am a person that when I say family, spending time with family, I mean my son, my husband, and my husband's uh, family, my, my in-laws. I don't have family that I visit during the holidays. I uh, don't have a relationship with my mother and haven't since I was, well, really ever, but since I was 14 years old when I moved out. Um, my father has passed. He's been gone 10 years. I have one living grandparent, and I don't have contact with him and haven't for many, many years. Um, I have an uncle and an aunt that live in Texas I don't see very often. I haven't seen them since I got married seven years ago. I have a cousin who might show up on this transmission that I haven't seen in a while, but you know, they're distant family and we just don't get together that often. So I'm feeling you if you're feeling alone. That is the point I'm trying to make. So if you are, you know, feeling lonely this holiday weekend, if you're feeling a little down with the new moon energy, I am here holding space for you heart to heart. I feel that energy. I feel that loneliness. I hold space for it. And I want you to know that you are truly never alone. If I could give you any words of wisdom, words from my heart, they've been words that have been given to me by my guides through my shaman and different energy uh, healing sessions that I've gone through in times when I feel incredibly lonely, incredibly isolated. I've been told that not only is this the path of the light worker, the path of the energy healer, the path of the empath many times, but this is also not true loneliness, that we are always surrounded by our ancestors and by our protectors and by our angels and our archangels and our guides. We are always surrounded by other entities that we just can't see on the other side. So trust that even when there are not other human beings around you, that there are still other beings around you, loving you, protecting you, holding space for you. 
in helping you to not feel so lonely if you just if you just tap in, if you just tune into that frequency, that energy. So if this is your first time joining me, whether you're listening to the replay or tuning in live, I just want to say namaskar and greetings, welcome, salutations. Thank you for being a part of this moon circle. My name is Vina Lene Rachel. I am a moon priestess, an intuitive, and a channeler of the divine. And I host these moon circles every new moon and full moon as much as I can. I've only missed a few over the past years or so. And I like to tune in and just tell you a little bit about what's going on in the cosmos. I like to tell you about what's going on with the moon's energy, any other astrological events going on. I also touch base on Vedic astrology. We always do some sort of card reading. Usually it's a tarot reading. And then some sort of other practice that aligns with the energy of this moon. So I'm super excited to have you here, whether this is your first time or your hundredth time (laughs) tuning into my moon circles. I welcome you here and I hold space for you. I'm also inviting you to utilize the chat tonight. So if you are here live, feel free to use the chat for comments, for questions, for anything that you want to share. Also make sure that you are maybe leaving a review if you're listening to this on the podcast or if you're watching it on the YouTube. You can always put questions in the comments there. I do go back and answer all of the comments and respond to them. So even if you're tuning into the replay, if something comes up and you want to put it in the comments, you go for it. So what are we going to talk about tonight? Well, first off, we're going to talk about Sagittarius season, which we just stepped into yesterday. We're also going to talk about this new moon, which is in Sagittarius energy. We're going to talk about the Vedic astrology of this moon. And we're also going to talk about some other cosmic events going on right now. So I mentioned earlier that Jupiter went direct just a few minutes after the peak of this new moon today. And we also have Mercury and Venus still behind the sun, just like they were in our last moon circle when we met up for the full blood eclipsed moon in Taurus, the full blood moon. At that time, Mercury and Venus were more Kazemi, uh, combust with the the sun and exalted with the sun, but tonight they are um, still behind the sun, not necessarily Kazemi, but are uh, within one degree of one another behind the sun, which is creating an interesting energy. So I invite you to get cozy and comfortable. Maybe you have something to drink. Maybe you have something to write with and take notes or just write down any insights that come to mind. Otherwise, please make yourself at home. This is a space for us all to feel invited. I always like to start with a few deep breaths. I'm gonna invite you to do that now. So wherever you are, can you find a taller spine? Can you find a more supportive posture? More room for your breath to move down into your body and back out again. And whenever you're ready, take a deep breath in through your nose. Deep breath out through your mouth. Maybe shake out your shoulders, loosen up your body, sink down to the earth. Let's do it again. Deep breath in through the nose. Out through the mouth, maybe with sound this time. It's kind of vibrating some things out. Shaking out again. I'm going to clear my throat. (coughs) Had that sound move something through. 
Let's take one more breath if you'd like. You could reach your arms overhead with that inhale. And exhale, bring your arms back down. Just relax, ground in. Find comfort, find joy. For joy is the theme tonight with this Sagittarius new moon. So before we talk about Sagittarius, let's back up and talk about what it means to be in a new moon. Let's go over to the world of astronomy. Let's get out of astrology, which is a bit more woo, and let's go into more science-based astronomy. We have the Earth. Imagine my human self with this green tie-tied sweatshirt being the Earth. Imagine the sun being over here, my hand. Imagine my fist being the moon lined up with the sun. So the moon is in between the sun and the earth right now, lined up with the sun, and it's blocking the sun's light. That's why we have dark nights during a new moon. It's why we feel tired. We don't have that solar energy energizing us, powering us up, charging us like a full moon. And we also just have the light blocked. <laughs> so it feels a little different right now than normal. Now, because of that blocking of the sun, we also are energetically pulled down to the earth and earth's gravity is actually a little bit stronger right now. It's not a lot, it's very subtle, but you're going to feel it in your body because you're made mostly of water. So you're gonna feel these gravitational shifts and pulls just like the oceans do with the tides. All of this water inside us feels that magnetic pull and right now you're feeling pulled down to the earth. This is also why you might feel less motivated to do things during this time. You might feel tired. You might feel lethargic. You might feel lower frequency. You know, we're pulled down into these lower parts of our body. We're also pulled down into our human body. So we might really be feeling human discomforts in our body right now. And we're also really energetically pulled down into the human experience which emotionally can be kind of a drag sometimes, right? So during new moons, sometimes we just feel really in tune with our body and the world and this human life that we're living and this human experience. And it kind of makes us feel like a case of the blahs. So if you're feeling any of that, anything lower than your heart, lower than that heart frequency, just know that it is normal. Now also, New moon energy is the start of a new lunar cycle. So our moon cycles around the earth. It moves around the earth every 29 and a half ish days. And on day one of the lunar cycle, when the moon is aligned with the sun, that's when we find ourselves in this new moon portal. The moon will actually be dark for a couple of days, for maybe two or three days after this. Um, then we'll start to see a sparking crescent moon. But for now, in this new moon phase, when we're feeling, um, you know, these lower frequency energies, when we have more darkness outside, we still feel a little excited about what's to come. It's like the mystery of the unknown, right? It's the looking into the darkness and wondering what's there. It's a little bit of wonderment, which aligns with the wonderer and the philosopher of Sagittarius energy. But no matter what sign is influencing the moon, the new moon is the start of a new lunar cycle. And energetically, it's a time for us to embrace new beginnings. 
maybe you're preparing to manifest with New Year's Day, right? January 1st. Maybe you're getting ready to manifest new goals, new dreams, shift your habits, etc. Maybe that's the only time that you set intentions, goals, work towards your dreams. I just realized, I was like, is there something on my face? No, it's just a little... It's just a little boo-boo, as we say my toddler. I was like, what is going on? It looked like there's a something on my face. Um, you know, maybe you set those intentions only with the new year. Or maybe you set intentions or change habits on your birthday and the new year. One of the things I like about working with the moon is you get an opportunity to set intentions, to plant seeds, to start new goals, to shift new habits, to change every month every 29 and a half-ish days. So if you're working with the lunar cycle, day one of the lunar cycle is a time when you rest, you turn within, you meditate, you daydream, you think about what you want, you journal, you be more reflective, you think about things of the past that you wanna redirect or change, you think about what you need to let go of to create space for, You maybe clean up and tidy up so you don't have energy going towards that. Maybe you make changes in your relationships, your energetic exchanges. But day one, and really day one to day three-ish, when we start to hit that waxing crescent moon, before we do that, this is a time for us to prepare to work on what we want to work on next, our dreams, our intentions, etc., So embrace this time as a time for you to begin again, to start over, or to work towards something super exciting and new. Before we move any further, I want to invite in the five elements and the guides and guardians of those five elements and the five directions. This is something I typically do every circle. It's just a way for us to connect deeper to other energies of the earth, other magical energies of the earth. You know, reminder that this moon is only relative to this planet. And even though we're tuning into the cosmos and things beyond our planet, there are also many things on this planet that are very magical and that help to raise our vibrational frequency. So I'm going to be bringing in some things tonight, some elements. If you do not have these elements perfectly cool. You are going to be absorbing the energy of these through the ether, through this transmission, even if you're catching the replay. But if you do have these elements, these might be things that you want to work with during this new moon portal. They're just going to strengthen the energy or help you navigate the new moon portal as well. I always start with crystals, gemstones. One of the first things I have, I'm actually wearing around my neck, is gold stone. Now, gold stone is a man-made gemstone, but I'm going to bring it up really close to the light here. Can you see the sparkle? It's going to get the light sparkle, but I wonder if I can, I just want to zoom in. How close can I get to give you the sparkle? Well, I don't know if it's going to want to focus. Maybe if I pull it out. Well, darn. I tried to find my gold stone stone. I'm going to try again one more time. It's very sparkly. It's a very sparkly stone. And this light and camera are not giving it justice. But 
Look up Goldstone, if you can, on the internet, on the interwebs. It's a very sparkly stone. It's got little flecks of gold in it. There's also a blue Goldstone that's really pretty. Goldstone enhances solar plexus energy. It helps us to find abundance and it helps us to find more gratitude for what we really already have, right? So this new moon is inviting us into American Thanksgiving and this is a time of gratitude. Also, this moon in Vedic astrology is in the star of success. So it's a time to be reflecting on our achievements, the things we've attracted, the things that we've received. So Goldstone can help you to see the gold in your life and what you have harvested so far, what you have to be grateful for. It's also considered kind of like a good luck charm and Sagittarius energy is very lucky, very fortunate. Now you might also have some pyrite or fool's gold in your collection. Now pyrite's a little bit more expensive and this one you can really see with the lighting. Fool's gold. Now don't let it fool you. It's a uh, it's a great stone to work with to manifest more abundance. Again, to enhance your solar plexus energy and really to help believe that you are already fortunate, that you are already abundant, that you already have the gold. This can also help you, Pyrite can help you find the gold within. So if you're looking to kind of find your gifts, find your um, crafts, find your magic, pyrite or fool's gold can help you with that. This moon in Sagittarius is all about us embracing our gifts and our creativity and the things that bring us joy that could also bring us maybe financial support in the future or maybe we're able to structure a life around creating or using our gifts or using our crafting uh, creative artistic flow. Now finally, rainbow moonstone. I have this in an egg. Now you could use any egg-shaped crystal to work with this energy of this new moon, that representation of planting new seeds, new energy, new beginnings. But also when we work with the energy of rainbow moonstone, you'll see some little rainbow sheens here even with the ring light. You're gonna see some little sparkles. It's black and white. It's a gorgeous stone. I like working with rainbow moonstone anytime I'm working with creativity or anytime I'm kind of letting go of the old to make space for the new. So we just moved out of the shadow season of Scorpio. We just moved into more of a light season. At the end of the season, we'll find ourselves in winter solstice which is the longest, darkest night. But then on the other side of that, on the very last day of Sagittarius season, we're going to find ourselves in a longer day and a shorter night. Okay. So this rainbow moonstone is reminding us that we are moving out of the shadow, out of the death, out of the storms, out of all of that darkness, and we're coming into the light, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, right? All this gold, stone, gold, um, fool's gold, the golden pot at the end of the rainbow, the rainbow after the storm. Rainbow moonstone can remind you that, you know, it's not going to rain and thunder and lightning forever. You're not going to be in the floods of chaos forever. Eventually, 
the sun will come out, you will dry up, there will be dry land, you will find refuge, you will dry up, and there'll be a rainbow and gold on the other side. Moving on to our second earth energy, white sage. Now this is harvested ethically, this is harvested sustainably, very important when you're working with sage and really any of these metaphysical tools, you want to make sure they're coming from a good place. You know, this is a holiday when we think about indigenous tribes and me being indigenous myself, both my great, great grandmothers were full blood Indian, full blood. I was Choctaw on one side and Creek on the other. I really respect these tools that I'm using not only in the way of sourcing them from a good place, an ethical place, making sure that they're harvested sustainably, not on indigenous land where they shouldn't be. I'm also making sure that I'm not culturally appropriating, and that's a big deal right now. I think that anytime we're doing anything with positive intention, including smudging with white sage, if we have an intention of getting it from a good place and using it for good intentions, I think it's okay to do so, but I do want to mention in the spirit of things that I am Choctaw and Creek, if you didn't know that about me. And actually here on my altar, I have a picture of my great, great grandmother. There she is. Ring light's going to reflect weird. Braids and all. <laughs> so it's in my blood and it's funny because I've always been attracted to smudging even before I really understood anything about it so we're going to combine this white sage now with the element of fire so combining earth and fire together to create a sort of alchemy and we're going to start to have some smoke give off which is our third element wind or air and we smudge to purify, you know, being a new moon, new beginnings, it's a good time to clean up your spaces, clean out. When we smudge, we actually purify the air. We actually eliminate microbes, bacteria, viruses. It actually cleanses the air. Science has proven that. But energetically, we're purifying as well. We're getting rid of any negative energy, any lower frequencies that you might be feeling with this new moon. Maybe energies that are stuck to you that aren't yours or don't serve. So I'm going to take this around me. I'm actually going to take it in a counterclockwise direction to release. Same thing to you. Counterclockwise to release. And then we're just going to hold that and let that smoke rise up where it needs to go. Also, sage is used a lot during uh, this time of year for Thanksgiving, for the foods that we eat during autumn. We use sage in a lot of our culinary dishes right now. So a good one to use for smudging. And that white sage, white representing purification, new beginnings, new moon. So I'm gonna to continue to just let that burn out wherever it needs to go. When you smudge, it's always interesting to pay attention to the smoke, like how much smoke there is, what direction the smoke is moving. Like right now it's moving to me which I taught a yoga class tonight, so I might need to like kind of get rid of some energy that was uh, released. I didn't have a lot of time to do that, but like do a little cleansing. I usually come home, take a bath. 
I haven't done that yet because I came to Moon Circle, so it's probably purifying that. Um, smoke needed to come to you, but then it moved to me. Now it's pretty much gone, moving to the window, so I know that we're almost done there. Let's talk about the fifth element, fourth element, sorry, water. So, of course, you could always just have some liquid. Maybe it's water. I would suggest maybe like some lemon water, some lemonade, some vitamin C of some sort. We are moving into uh, sicker times. We're going to be around more people right now. We're probably not eating the healthiest, which isn't great for our digestive system. So just, you know, this is the, the Arizona <laughs> herbal tonic vitamin C. I don't know how great that is or not, but I like to just enhance my vitamin C this time of year. But you could also utilize the power of aromatherapy. So kind of combining air or wind with water because our um, oils are in liquid form. And this also combines the air. It actually combines all of your elements. So it combines air. It combines water. It combines fire because they're collected by steam distillation. And it combines earth because you're working with earth elements collected from plants. So I would suggest if you use doTERRA oils, you might want to use citrus bliss with this new moon to uplift your frequency, to help yourself be happy in that spirit of Sagittarius joy. But if you don't use doTERRA oils, you can also either mix any citrus with vanilla or use lemon. Lemon is one of the most common essential oils. You could put these in your diffuser, by the way, or you could topically breathe it. I wouldn't suggest using either one of these um, so much on the skin um, unless they're super diluted, especially if you're going to be out in the sun or near UV light because UV light will uh, react with citrus oils and cause you to blister and burn. So you just want to be careful with that. But they're great to breathe in. They're great to uh, put in your diffuser. Or maybe you are um, either using these to uh, take them internally. So maybe you're putting them in your dishes or maybe you like like lemon. I clear my throat, guys. Sorry. <coughs> All that smudging smoke, right? So lemon maybe on the green beans, right? Or um, citrus and vanilla on uh, cookies, sugar cookies and the frosting or something like that. But you can also make uh, just like a hot lemon water or put lemon in your tea. You don't have to use lemon oil. You could simply use lemons, uh, the lime of the, the lime, the rind of lemons. You can squeeze the lemon into your water and you're still getting that water element. Same with oranges. You could do fresh squeezed orange juice. So you're getting that vitamin C. Lemon especially is the oil of solar light. It's the oil of joy. It enhances your solar plexus. So it also helps you to feel happy. It's a mood booster and it's very cleansing and purifying. So you can use it to clean as well. You don't have to use these oils just to like scent or um, aromatically breathe in or ingest. You can actually like use lemon and vinegar and it cleans a lot of things. You can use citrus oils like orange oil is great for being a degreaser. So you might be cleaning up after the holidays, right? Like cleaning up after cooking all day um, or enjoying the meal. You might want to bring in your oils for that as well. Finally, we have the fifth element, 
it's the ether. I already mentioned it. It's the space that we're connecting in. It's the internet. It's the replay through the podcast or the YouTube or wherever you're catching it on my website, etc. When we connect through the ether, we move beyond space and time. So even if you tune into this replay, you're still collecting the energies of this circle. You're still receiving the energies. And over time, as more and more people tune into the circle, the energy actually enhances and increases. So that's why I like to do my moon circles virtually and not in person. It's very rare that I do a moon circle in person because I like this element. I like working with this element and how it can be enhanced over time. So just a side note, my child just got home from the grandparents. And as you know, it's the holidays and I'm sure things are crazy and he's running around downstairs. The door is locked to the office. He might come bang on the door. I don't know what's going to happen. Very unpredictable energy, but we're going to roll with it. (laughs) I'm at home in my office. I'm comfortable. It's what I wanted to do. And uh, yeah. We're going to continue to roll on. So let's invite in the guides and guardians of these five elements and the five directions. And you can join me in this prayer or simply listen in. I am actually going to take this white sage tonight. And one more time, I'm going to bring it in a clockwise direction now. And that's going to bring in our energies, our entities, our guardians, and our guides. I want to start by inviting in the guides and guardians of the east with their element of air, bringing in fresh breaths, new beginnings, maybe also the benefits of deep breaths, the softening of the body, the connecting deeper down to the earth, this apana energy at the bottom of our breath so strong right now with this new moon. We also know that air represents the dawn of a new day and new beginnings. And as we embark on this new lunar cycle, we take deep breaths of anticipation. And we thank the guides and guardians of the East with their element of air for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire, transformative energy, blazing strong with this fiery Sagittarius new moon knowing that we are in an energy that will help burn away what doesn't serve, make space for what needs to grow, and also help us to ignite our heart's desires for what we want to create and who we want to become moving forward. We thank the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water, Also bringing a purifying energy tonight to wash away what we need to cleanse ourselves from, rid ourselves from. We also know that water invites us into the concept of time and going with the flow. We ask that we go with the flow and stay open, flexible, and fluid as we navigate this holiday weekend. We also know that the water represents creative and artistic expression and emotional processing. And we invite in all of these energies to move easily throughout us as we thank the guides and guardians of the West being here in our circle with their element of water tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the North with their elements of earth, so many elements. 
the crystals, the gemstones, the smudging materials, the fire that only combusts on this earth with a certain type of reaction between the oxygen and the friction and the heat, the water, so vital to our planet. We think our ancestors who have lived on this planet come before us, who are now guiding us. We thank the generations ahead of us just waiting to arrive, preparing us, helping us to prepare this planet for them. We thank gravity for keeping us grounded earthside, for keeping us stable, for keeping us balanced, for helping us to find our foundation and feel safe as we rest and renew under this new moon. We thank the guides and guardians of the North with their elements of earth for being in our circle tonight. And finally, we invite in the guides and guardians of the spirit realm, the fifth element, the ether, what's beyond our earthly planet, guides, entities, angels, archangels, cosmic beings, cosmic races, source consciousness, source creation, source expansion. We thank the fifth element for being in our circle tonight. <sighs> With that, our circle is officially open to move forward. Let's talk about Sagittarius. First off, how do we know that the new moon is in Sagittarius? Well, just yesterday, December, sorry, November, <laughs> getting ahead of myself. November 22nd, we moved into Sagittarius season. We'll be here until December 22nd and then we'll shift into Capricorn season. So if the moon is aligned with the sun and the sun is in the sign of Sagittarius, then the moon must also be in the sign of Sagittarius, and it is. Sagittarius is known as the cosmic hunter or huntress or archer. It's a very independent energy as most fire elements, fire signs are. There's also this need to Go after goals, take aim, take focus, direct energy, really go after what you want. And I know that we're not in the new year yet, right? We're not in that January 1st vibe, but we are in the last new moon, the last lunar cycle, not the last new moon, but the last lunar cycle of this year. And this new moon brings us an opportunity for new beginnings. So Sagittarius energy is telling us right now to take advantage of this new moon and direct our focus towards what we want, what we want to receive, what we want to achieve, what we want to gain, what we want to create. We need to start pulling back our arrow of intention and taking aim, preparing to release and aim that arrow true and follow it, follow it to our target. Sagittarius is also known as the wanderer, as in W-A-N-D-E-R, wanderlust, traveler. This is the time when we travel. It's the holiday season. We tend to travel to go see family. Maybe it's a time when you travel to take a vacation. Five years ago, this time of year, I was traveling through India on a sacred Shakti spiritual pilgrimage. It is a time of travel, so don't be surprised if you're on the move right now, locally or beyond. 
But in addition to being a wanderer, Sagittarius is also the wonderer, as in the W-O-N-D-E-R, philosophical thinker, philosopher. Sagittarius likes to wander in their mind. They like to take in different cultures. So, of course, they love to travel. And many times they find work that involves travel. But they also like to wander in their mind. They like to watch documentaries. They like to watch movies. They like to watch sci-fi and really escape. They like to read fiction. They like to go through journeys in their mind and they like to think on things and they like to have debates that are healthy and, you know, healthy debates. Even if you agree to disagree, still healthy debates surrounded in peace and love, kindness. They also just like to think about things in different ways. I'm hearing a siren way back. If it passes through, we'll hold space for it. So this is a time to think and get excited and wonder and wonder and also delight in childlike wonder. I sometimes refer to Sagittarius as the Santa Claus of the Zodiac because they love to spread joy and cheer. Not only because this is the holiday season, but in general, Sagittarius people are very fortunate They're very financially abundant and lucky, and they like to spread that fortune to others. They like to give of themselves. They're a bit of a philanthropist. They like to just shower people with with gifts, with joy, with compliments, with material things. So this is a time for you to maybe think about the childlike wonder of the holidays and maybe receiving gifts without thinking about what you have to give. Something Sagittarius energy is not good on. It's good on giving, not so much in receiving, right? Fire likes to burn, but doesn't like to slow down. So receive gifts this time of year. Get excited about the gifts that you receive, just like a child does. And also embrace that childlike wonder of the holidays. Take in the the magic of the lights, the magic of lifting the frequency of those less fortunate, helping others create a better life for themselves. Maybe it's just the magic of putting up the trees and the decorations, making the Christmas cookies, just all that stuff that maybe you remember from your childhood. And if you didn't have it in your childhood, because I had it a little bit, I had it when I go to my grandma's, my great grandma's, my nana's. Didn't have it so much with my mom. So if you were a child that didn't come with a childlike wonder during the holidays, guess what? This new moon in Sagittarius arrives on Thanksgiving Eve for you to create your own wonder. Maybe it's for your own family. Maybe it's for your relationship. Maybe it's for yourself. Even if you're by yourself this holiday season. Can you create more wonder? Can you decorate and put up the tree? Can you give of your time and volunteer somewhere? Can you gift yourself? These are all energies that Sagittarius energy brings right now with this new moon. Finally, Sagittarius energy loves to learn. 
Not only do they like to think and philosophize, but they love to learn. So if you have the opportunity to maybe gift yourself a learning course, or you can start um, setting an intention around learning something new, or learning to do something new, this can be a really um, opportune time to do that. Now, before we go farther, I wanna talk about Sagittarius's ruling planet, Jupiter. Jupiter is the largest planet in our galaxy. It represents growth, expansion, positivity, and therefore happiness and joy. And so does Sagittarius, being that Santa Claus of the Zodiac, spreading that joy and cheer to others. And Sagittarius people, they're generally just very happy. Now, don't get me wrong. You don't take advantage of them. You don't step on their toes. You don't trigger them in the wrong way because they are fire. And fire will fight back. Fire will burn. Fire gets very fiery. Fire can burn out of control. But most of the time, Sagittarius people are super nice, super healthy, super kind, super happy, just living in their joy, living in their abundance, living in their fruitfulness and their sense of wholeness and completedness. So even if you don't have Sagittarius dominating your birth chart, can you find more joy right now? Can you find happiness? Can you find more positivity? Can you put a positive spin on things? If the topics of conversation in your family gatherings go south, pull down with the apana energy of this moon, <laughs> can you redirect in a more positive fashion? Or can you choose to walk away and just be like, no, November is a time to say no to what disrupts your joy and peace. So you can walk away from anything that doesn't make you happy. Let's move on. Let's talk about the Vedic side of things. And then we'll get back to Western astrology. On the Eastern side of the world, in Vedic astrology, this moon is in Anuradha Nakshatra, which is known as the star of success. Just like American Thanksgiving, where we're reflecting on our harvest, our abundance, our joy, our gratitude. Also in the Eastern side of the world, we are being asked to reflect on our accomplishments, our achievements, our successes, what we've gained, what we've created, what we've cultivated in a more positive way, how we've grown. How have you become more successful over this past year? Now, Anuradha is also ruled by Mitra. And Mitra is a god of friendship, a deity of friendship and relationships and community. So this is a time to also reflect on your support circle and be grateful for that. Maybe it's your family, maybe it's friends, maybe it's coworkers. And maybe you also volunteer to create more support for your community, maybe you volunteer your time during this new moon or during this lunar cycle in general. Whatever energy that the new moon is in, it kind of sets a standard for the entire lunar cycle over these next 29 and a half-ish days. So maybe you volunteer during the holidays to lift the frequency of others, to help your community. Maybe you just give... Um, 
you're a successful person, right? This star of success is helping you to give of your success, give of uh, yourself to others through, through money, through charity to those who are less fortunate. This is also a time just to embrace friendships and embrace the joy of connection. Light your heart up by socialization. Joining family, joining friends, getting out to holiday parties. This is all the energy that Anu, Radha, and Nakshatra brings. Now, one thing with Vedic astrology that we also need to pay attention to is that during this new moon portal, Mars, no, <laughs> sorry, that's Western. Mercury, the other M planet, Mercury and Venus are currently in a Garaha Yuda. They're currently within one degree of one another, which means they're grabbing each other, which means they're trying to grab each other's energies and neutralize each other out. So Mercury is the planet of communication and expression and technology and data exchange and currency exchange and travel. And Venus is saying, hey, slow down, enjoy the finer things in life. So you may have travel delays just like Mercury retrograde. Venus is trying to grab Mercury's spending and say, hey, maybe don't worry so much about your financial future and just enjoy the luxuries of life. Spend a little on yourself, gift of yourself, gift to others. Why not? Enjoy food and drink and fineries. Venus is also looking to Mercury and saying, hey, some of that digital stuff, that data stuff, that technology stuff isn't very pretty. It doesn't produce a very pretty energy. Maybe it's time to log off, shut down. So you might have technology issues just like a Mercury retrograde. And then on the other side of it, Mercury might be playing in with Venus, the planet of love, romance, relationship, worthiness, creativity, feminine energy. Mercury might be saying, hey, Venus, I know you like to be in this creative flow, but I'm going to block that a little. I'm going to limit that a little. I'm going to make you be in your mind more than in your creative energy. So you might be stuck in your um, inspirations or your creative flow or your artistic expression. Mercury is also looking to Venus and saying, hey, some of those relationships, some of those friendships, romantic relationships, some of those family relationships, they're going to get a little tense. There's going to be a bit of a conflict. It's going to be hard to communicate. And uh, things might even feel rushed between people whether it's a decision to have a friendship or energetic exchange or not, or sever the tie with this new moon and making change. So there's a lot to be considered right now with this new moon, especially with Black Friday coming as well, a time when we tend to shop and spend. Um, you know, you want to make sure that you're making logical pur purchases, just logical spending with your money, but also enjoying yourself and treating yourself at the same time. So it is really about balance and moderation above all else. 
which isn't always easy to do during the holidays. So maybe with this new moon, you can really set the intention to try to do that. Now, also in the Western side of the world, we have to just consider that Mercury and Venus are both behind the sun right now. They're hidden. So their energies aren't as exalted. So even if you um, disregard the one degree, the planetary grabbing, the planetary war or graha, you can also just think about Mercury and Venus being muted right now because they're behind the sun and they're not visible. So those planets, qualities, and energies are going to be a little muted right now as well. Now getting back to Mars, what I mentioned before on a slip up, Mars is still currently retrograde and will be until January 12th. And so this is a time where we are at more peace than war, when we are at more rest than work. We might be off for the holidays or taking a little vacation or break. It's also a time of doing things differently. A lot of times during the holidays, we take a break from really just everything. We get out of our habits. We get out of our frequencies. So don't be surprised if it's hard for you to make shifts or changes right now. I wouldn't get so caught up in being in a structured routine of change. I'd be more fluid and open and just kind of into spontaneity and potential and taking little baby steps of action where you can. I can't think of anything else that we need to talk about right now. We'll certainly talk more once we meet again on December 7th for the full moon in Gemini. But until then, just navigate the next few weeks with as much positivity and joy as you can. Jupiter, the ruling planet of Sagittarius, actually went direct with this new moon just a couple of minutes after the peak in the new moon. And it went direct in the sign of Pisces, the sign of the dreamer. Now, that means that the planet of expansion and positivity is aligning with the sign of the dreamer. It's time to expand on the things you've been dreaming of. It's time to grow your dreams and daydreams into your co-creative reality. And it's time to really believe in yourself because Sagittarius is very positive, right? It's kind of like the cheerleader of the Zodiac. It's saying, yes, those dreams are so exciting. And you should go after them because you can and you can do it. Go, go, go. (laughs) So instead of working so hard to be in competition, find ways to collaborate. Instead of thinking about lack and loss right now, think about all the potential for growth and gain. There's a lot to be made with this moon. There's a lot to be expressed with this moon, and there's a lot to believe in. It's a very fortunate moon if you want to cultivate that energy and grow it. So I want to do a little practice. I don't have a lot to talk about with the moon tonight, but if you have any questions or comments, please put them in the comments now. But otherwise, I want to do a little bit of a practice, okay? First, I want you to close your eyes if it's safe for you to do so. And if not, then, you know, maybe you come back to the replay when it is safe to do so. I don't want you to space out or zen out if it's not safe for you to do so. If it's not comfortable for you to close your eyes, you don't have to. But it does help you to tune out the external world and tune more within. So if you can, close your eyes.
Maybe take a few deep breaths in and out, feeling that expansion of your body as you breathe in, feeling the relaxation of your body as you breathe out. As you breathe, can you bring to mind your favorite place? Maybe it's a place you go on for vacation. Maybe it's a local place. Maybe it's a place in your home. Where is your favorite place? Take yourself there now and bring in as many details as you can. Where is this space? What textures do you feel in this space? What temperatures do you feel? What sensations do you feel? What do you see? What do you hear? Do you smell or taste anything? Really design the experience in your mind. Take yourself to your favorite place. While you're here in your favorite place, can you invite in your favorite person or favorite people? If you don't have a favorite person or favorite people, can you invite in your favorite pet or animal Even if you don't have a pet, can you invite in your favorite animal? Invite in another living entity or multiple living entities to be with you in your favorite place. Really take in the energy of these people. Think about why you invited them or these animals, why you invited them, person or animal, why you invited them. Think about the energy you exchange with them, the energy you collect from them, the energy you absorb from them, the energy you take on. Just take a moment to have these people in your favorite place enjoying their company or enjoying the company of these living entities and beings in your favorite place. While you're in your favorite place with your favorite people or animals, can you also be wearing one of your favorite outfits? Now, of course, make sure it's relative to the place you're in, the weather, the temperature, the environment, but can you also wear one of your favorite outfits here and really notice the outfit, how it feels on your skin, the textures, Short sleeve, long sleeve, tank top, what parts of the skin are exposed? What parts of the skin are covered? What color is the outfit? Does it have any patterns? Does it have anything else that attracts your eye? Can you also bring to your favorite place right now your favorite food and drink? Imagine yourself enjoying your favorite food and drink right now as you wear your favorite outfit in your favorite place, surrounded by your favorite living beings. Really enjoy your meal, enjoy your food, enjoy your drink, whatever comes to mind. And just take a few more moments now to bring in all the senses, all sensations, all observations, all energies in your mind as you create 
this favorite place, food, drink, living being or beings. Notice how you feel. Notice the joy that is here. Maybe even as you meditate here, there's a smile on your face. Just continue to breathe into the happiness, whatever comes up. Take a moment to just clear your mind. And instead, can you simply bring to mind and to your heart three people, places, things, experiences that you're grateful for? Maybe it's a past opportunity to visit your favorite place that you just brought to mind. Maybe you're grateful for that animal, pet, person, or people that you just brought to mind. Maybe it's something else, maybe it's someone else. Maybe you find gratitude for a full belly, a hydrated body, access to clean, healthy food and water. Maybe you're grateful for the food you're going to enjoy this holiday weekend. Maybe you also take time to be grateful for this ability to raise your frequency, for gratitude opens your heart. Continue to cultivate an attitude of gratitude just a little longer, reflecting on everything and everyone that you are thankful for. Notice how it makes you feel to be grateful. And now can you move forward in your mind to a future life that isn't here yet, but that you can create that will bring you more gratitude in return? Can you create a life of joy that returns joy to you? Can you take time to change towards a more positive self, a happier self, a person that makes choices that makes them happy? Just take a moment to take yourself into that future life where you make the decisions that choose joy, where you find happiness and simply being and doing what you do. Can you imagine being supported by doing what makes you happy? Can you imagine being supported by your friends, your family? Can you imagine being financially supported by doing what makes you happy or creating what makes you happy or cultivating what makes you happy? or making what makes you happy, or using what makes you happy, intuitive gifts. Can you imagine a life where that is true? Can you imagine how happy you would be and how joyful your life would be? 
even though this life that you're envisioning isn't here yet, can you find gratitude for it now as if it already is here? Can you be thankful for what's to come? Can you trust that the life you see will unfold in front of you and can you already be grateful for it? Take a moment now to be more thankful. When you're ready, Gonna blink your eyes open. Come back. Welcome back. So we started by just thinking about the things that bring us joy, the places, the people, the foods, etc., that bring us joy. It's one of the easiest ways to uplift your frequency. It just makes you think of joyful thoughts, your favorites. And then we shifted to gratitude, right? Attitude of gratitude. Star of success, Anuradha Nakshatra, encouraging us to reflect. Also this Thanksgiving weekend with this new moon, encouraging us to you know, be grateful for our harvest. When we are grateful, when we cultivate gratitude, we attract more to be happy for. So it becomes a cyclical journey, a reciprocal journey, a reciprocative journey right? Law of attraction. What we put out is what we get back. If we are joyful, we will receive joy. If we are grateful, we will receive more to be grateful for. So as you navigate the Sagittarius season, as you trust in your crafts, your gifts, as you move towards more joy for self and for others, take time to cultivate it through meditation and daydreaming. Because with Neptune now direct in Pisces, the energy is really strong to go there and imagine and let that energy move forward into the reality of this world. You become more co-creative in the process. So I'd like to wrap up our circle by doing the tarot reading that I pulled today. And by the way, you can always read more about this moon on my website, vinalinae.com. And you can also read about this tarot on the website. I have a section called Moon Musings to read about the moon. I have a tarot and oracle card section. I have an astrology section. So I write about all these things. Sometimes what I say is different from what I write. Sometimes my words get jumbled as I channel out loud. I'm able to, they do the same when I write and type. I have lots of typos and errors, but I go back and proofread and correct, right? Can't do the same with my words. So if you want to just go check out everything with this moon, Sagittarius season, or maybe this tarot reading I'm about to do, you can check all that out on my website, venalinae.com. So let's talk about <clears throat> the cards I pulled for past, present, and future. Before I do, I'll clear my throat, grab a drink, and thank the cards for being here. Excuse me. I pull cards for past, present, and future typically. We're going to start with our past card. Today I pulled the Five of Cups. I'm using the White Sage Tarot, by the way. The White Sage Tarot. I know it's backwards in the camera, but see what it looks like. And we have these cups that are stacked up. One is cracked and upright, and the other four are balanced and upside down. 
We've got this yellow ribbon underneath representing solar plexus energy. And this balance over the cups represents the energy being exchanged, right? The giving and the receiving, the pouring out and the pouring in. This is about growth and expansion. Anytime we have the number five, it's about growth. Five is the number of growth. We have cups, which represent emotions. We have this balance, which represents emotional stability. The cups are balanced. And then also the growth of the cups, which is emotional growth. We have been through a lot over the past two years since the Thanksgiving of 2020. And we're a lot more stable now. We're emotionally more stable. We are more prepared for what's to come. We have learned to find more joy. That's that yellow ribbon, solar plexus energy. And we've also learned to cultivate more of our gifts and our crafts and really just be um, in more of our childlike wonder and our childlike innocence, right? So this five of cups is representing growth out of joy, growth out of emotional stability and growth out of wellness. For the present, I pulled the seven of pentacles reversed. And although this is a different deck, I pulled this same card, seven of pentacles in reversed for our future card in our last reading. So when I did a tarot reading for the um, blood moon, the eclipsed blood moon in Taurus, I pulled the seven of pentacles for our future card. Now it's here for our present card. Well, Mars was retrograde then. Mars is retrograde now. Typically, when we have seven of pentacles upright, it represents like hard work paid off, success. This is the star of success. We are in the Anuradha Nakshatra in Vedic astrology. And Sagittarius energy is very positive and all about growth and expansion and joy. However, when we have the seven of pentacles in reverse, we have to think about doing the work in a different way. Or maybe the success is very short-lived and we have to find new ways to achieve long-term success, okay? Anytime we have Mars retrograde, we are doing things differently. We're not taking action in the same way. We might be doing our work differently. And we're also not going to battle in the same way. This is very much a holiday season of collaboration and community instead of competition. When we have... Um, a new moon in Sagittarius, we want to shop small and support local. When we have a moon in Anuradha Nakshatra and ruled by Mitra, the god of friendship, we want to support our friends and support their ventures. And we want to support our community. And we want to see our friends become successful and see our community become successful. So the seven of pentacles in reversed is arriving right now just to remind us to do things differently and to find more community and support, not only for ourselves, for the collective as a whole as well. Finally, for the future card, I have the nine of cups. There's that rainbow at the bottom. Remember that rainbow moonstone that I suggested working with? Rainbows are always a symbol of the calm after the storm, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that arrives after the storm. 
You know, when we have these cups in reverse, again, this is reverse, the nine of cups, the, all these cups are pulling, pouring out, right? Water everywhere. You see the blue. This could represent some sort of chaos or catastrophic event or tumultuous event or some sort of emotional um, uproar in our future. Mercury is currently behind the sun and in war with Venus, within one degree of Venus. And in the future, the planets will separate, that war will subside, and Mercury will eventually rise in this lunar cycle as evening star. Anytime that happens, we usually find different ways to express ourselves. We also find the energy to be a little tricky because Mercury is also known as Hermes or the trickster. So we might have a tricky thing to navigate. Maybe it's technology. Maybe it's something else. We also have an exaltation around the spending of money and communication and expression in general. So when we have the Nine of Cups in reverse, we are being told to expect the unexpected. We're going to maybe behave in a way that's unexpected or the collective maybe expresses itself or behaves in a way that's unexpected. We might also have actual communication pouring out. So lots of digital information pouring out. We might also just find different um, ways of doing things again. So when we have the cups in reverse, we are not holding our creative fluid energy in the same way, our sacral energy in the same way. We're turning it over and kind of making space for new ways or we're turning it over to look at things from a different perspective. So as you navigate this lunar cycle, as you navigate the future, the nine of cups in reverse is telling you to maybe do things differently or if you find chaos or if you find that you're going through something unexpected and maybe it feels a little negative, know that there's a pot of gold on the other side. It's happening for a reason or just know that you have some sort of creative gifts or um, intuition or some sort of magic that is trying to come through right now. But it takes you turning things around flipping things around in a different perspective or turning more within managing your emotions before you can find it. This is what I have for you tonight, sisters and brothers. I sometimes close our circle by releasing the guides and guardians of the five directions. Tonight, I am not feeling the need to do this. I felt the same way with our last new moon, our eclipse new moon in Scorpio. And even though we're not in an eclipse now, we are in a time when Neptune is in Pisces and Jupiter is in Pisces. So Neptune is currently retrograde in Pisces, thinning the veil, helping us connect to our guides and guardians and anything else that we need for support. And then also Jupiter going direct in Pisces just encourages us to believe in that guidance and support that's coming from the other side. And then also Neptune will go direct in Pisces during this lunar cycle, just helping us to find more trust in our dreams 
and in the wisdom that was given to us during the retrograde time. So I'd like to keep the guides and guardians with us, with you, with me here in the ether, supporting us through this holiday season. We might really need our guides and guardians right now, helping us to navigate this last lunar cycle of the year. I think that we need that kind of support. So let these guides be with you. Let these energies be with you. May you find the path that supports your highest, greatest good and your most exciting dream yet. I'm not seeing anybody on the live right now. I'm not seeing anybody in the comments. So I am going to let us go. I'd like to thank you for being in our circle tonight. Even if you tune into the replay, I just want to thank you for tuning into my transmissions in this spirit of gratitude. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful that you continue to tune into my transitions and you know, give me purpose to be here. I'm grateful for your comments, your reviews, the ways that you reach out to me, you message me, you let me know what's going on, you communicate with me, and you help me to find my own community, a community of people interested in the cosmos, something that I've slowly been building over the past 10 years. I'm so grateful for you. I'm also grateful, by the way, that uh, my podcast is back in action. So if you didn't know this, if you're not on the podcast tuning into a replay, my podcast, the Follow Your Path podcast, if you search Vina Lene, you'll find it easier than Follow Your Path. But the Follow Your Path podcast had to take a break about this time last year, but we are now in season two. I launched episode one of season two on Monday, so feel free to go tune into that and listen. And the reason that I bring this up is in the spirit of the Sagittarius Traveler, I am sharing my entire India journey over the next like 25 to 30 episodes of the podcast. So day by day, episode by episode, you are going to get to go on my India journey with me in reflection now taking time with this Sagittarius energy to both wander back through my journeys and wonder on the wisdom I gained, the changes and uh, transformations that I went through, how much I've grown out of that journey. And since then, I'm excited to share it all with you. And Sagittarius season is the perfect time. So if you don't follow the podcast, if you're interested in hearing about my three and a half ish week journey through India, I invite you to go tune in there. I'll be uh, posting the first episode in the next couple of days after this uh, new moon transmission is posted. So with that, I just want to send you so many blessings with this new moon and this lunar cycle. May it usher you into a new year full of abundance and fortune and prosperity. And until we meet again on December 7th to celebrate the full moon in Gemini at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Until then, may we all be happy, full of our joy. Sagittarius energy is cultivating it. May we all be healthy and well, keeping things in moderation, monitoring our health during the holiday season. May we all feel safe 
and also no peace. So important this time of year. And may we all feel loved, love each other, and know love inside. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Namaste, Moon Sisters and Moon Brothers. Blessed be.